The British pound has gone through a lot of change over the past week. And it went further than just getting the face of a new monarch. The currency fell to a record low after the government announced tax cuts, which, according to the IMF and a host of other financial institutions, was a mistake. Before the announcement, markets were jittery. And what we've seen happen is that the announcement has added to the upward pressure on yields globally, meaning higher borrowing costs, and the upward pressure, the continued appreciation of the dollar. So this is not just a UK issue. This is a UK fueling a global development that is resulting in significant damage both to global markets and the global economy. The IMF's urging the UK to reconsider tens of billions of dollars in tax cuts for corporations. Downing Street says the plan should spur economic growth, but it also means taking on more debt that taxpayers will have to bear. It triggered a crash in the sterling to approach almost parity with the US dollar. The currency has recovered after intervention by the Bank of England. And opposition lawmakers have pounced on the decline calling on voters to hold ruling conservatives to account. They've crashed the pound. And for what? Higher interest rates, higher inflation, higher borrowing. And for what? Not for you, not for working people, for tax cuts for the richest 1% in our society. Don't forget, don't forgive. The only way to stop this is with a Labour government. Prime Minister Liz Truss has defended her administration's first major measure. She says the extra debt that'll go on the government's books will be worth it. It's absolutely right that we always need to get value for taxpayers' money. You know, every pound that we take from somebody is a pound they could be spending on their you know, future, on their you know, what they need to support themselves. So it's right that we get value for money, and I'm always making sure that we deliver that. She says her tax cuts have the potential to fuel enough growth to offset any loss in revenue. That, according to her, would leave the nation's finances in good shape while putting the economy on a better trajectory. But the turmoil of the past week should serve as a warning. Government promises should rarely be ever taken at face value. Paulo Montesilio, TRT World. For more, let's go to Hilary Ingham, an economics professor at the University of Lancaster. We also have Robert Gilhooley, the senior economist at Aberdeen Asset Management in London. A big welcome to you both. Hilary, if I could begin with you, a, a turbulent week for UK markets to say the least, especially uh, when it came to the British pound. Should all of this have been avoided? I think some of it could have been avoided. I think there was great surprise at the decision to um, lower the rate of tax for the very highest paid. And I think one of the other things that was a big mistake was not to have the independent advice from the Office of Budget Responsibility, because if that had have been forthcoming and have actually demonstrated that whatever level of debt this is going to uh, generate was serviceable, then I don't think the markets would have got as jittery. But of course, the, the lack of that independent advice really sent everything into freefall. And Mark Carney, who was the previous um, governor of the Bank of England, he more or less said exactly the same thing yesterday. So I, I think 
that's one way they, they could have mitigated what has gone on because the, the shock that has happened to the pound uh, is, you know, unprecedented. It wasn't expected. And we are now back in a similar situation to where we were in 2008. Uh, that's right. And Robert, if I could turn to you, as we heard there, Liz Truss's so-called mini-budget was at the crux of this market turmoil, with the sterling, as we said, plunging to a record low. Uh, the centrepiece of this mini-budget, of course, was those debt-fuelled tax cuts that the government's proposing. In the absence of that independent analysis of uh, this proposal, what are the merits to these tax cuts? Uh, surely the government uh, must believe they have a case for them. Yeah, I think, I think the idea behind the tax cuts of the, that we need to, you know, potential growth within the UK, clearly we're facing some still big headwinds from the pandemic, uh, not to mention structural difficulties caused by uh, still ongoing, but do these tax cuts really do the job? Are they really going to boost labour supply and business investment? I think the big problem at the moment is really that they're kind of doing doing the opposite. So uh, you know they're adding extra demand into an economy that's already overheated, putting more pressure on inflation, and really then kind of just putting the onus back onto the Bank of England to really squash down uh, on inflation and tighten policy. And you know all that could mean that actually recession risks are rising, uh, not falling, as initially intended. Yes, and Hillary, uh, that was one of the main concerns about these proposed tax cuts, uh, what Robert just said there, the, the impact on inflation, that uh, creating extra demand on the UK economy will push up consumer prices even higher. Are, are they real fears? Is that something that really could happen as a result of, of these proposed measures? Well, I think it is, because, you know, Obviously, these tax cuts are putting money into the pockets of consumers and firms. Now, the reason that Liz Truss wants to do it in particular, and you know, the reason she didn't rise corporation tax is because she wants investment to prosper. And this is the idea of sort of trickle-down economics. You know, you, you make the, the, the richer richer, and um, this goes down to everybody in society. We all gain and the economy grows. But of course, with this inflationary pressure, we know that the Bank of England is going to put, you know, the brakes on this. They are going to keep increasing interest rates to do whatever it takes to tame this because I'm, they're way above their 2% inflationary target. But, of course, now, you see, they've actually put more money in the economy by this emergency purchase of gilts uh, to the tune of £65 billion. Now, they've got a sort of warning to the government here because Parliament is obviously in recess. Some politicians wanted it to be recalled, but that isn't going to happen. So they return on the 11th of October. But the bank has already said it is not going to intervene in this sort of bond market past the 13th of October. So they're really expecting the government to come up with an answer by then. Uh, Robert, the International Monetary Fund, which is normally in the business of bailing out struggling economies, made the uh, rather unusual move of intervening and urging the UK government to reconsider its spending plans, saying that they will only create greater inequality in the UK. Do you agree with that assessment? Yes, unfortunately so. I think it's, you know, it's really difficult, in fact, not to come to the conclusion that this is going to worsen uh, inequality. The tax cuts are clearly aimed uh, at the kind of wealthiest in society. I think, you know, politically, it's going to be difficult as well. You know, 
uh, removing limits on bankers' bonuses is hardly hardly a popular one. But we should also think about here. You know, we, we would typically think of inequality as through the kind of distribution of income across the whole economy. But the actual act of leaning against the government's fiscal plan is going to create a lot of inequality uh, between different households. So anyone who's on a variable rate mortgage is going to face much higher bills. Uh, anyone who's about to kind of roll off a fixed rate mortgage and need to refinance, again, they're going to have to refinance a much higher rate. That's going to by which the Bank of England is effectively having to lean against the government's policy. So that, that burden is going to fall very unequally across the whole of the UK too. Okay, and on that note, we'll have to leave it there. Uh, Robert Gilhooly and Hilary Ingham, really appreciate your analysis. Thank you again for joining us. Thank you.